0: Our next storyteller. Next storyteller. Your next storyteller. Our next storyteller. storyteller. Hello and welcome to the Narrators. This podcast collects stories from our live events where people share true stories based on a theme. Today's story comes from Regan Linton. This story was recorded live on February 20th, 2019 at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was arms. wow, you've got amazing arms. I get this a lot about my arms from random people, from people I know. Sometimes I want to respond by saying, yeah, no shit, Sherlock, I'm a fucking paraplegic. I use my arms a lot, so they develop. (laughs) Other times, I get the urge to comment on their body parts that stand out, like, "Uh uh-huh, and your ass is fucking huge. (laughs) Or man, those eyes are sure close together, aren't they? (laughs) The arms fall into a category of body part that people feel like they can safely comment on because they're not as sacred or private as, say, the vagina or the boobs or the penis. And then for women, it doesn't have the same sexually desirous undertones as commenting on an ass or great legs. Arms are neutral territory. In fact, commenting on a body part that typically tends to be more central to the masculine identity, like, man, look at those guns, somehow legitimizes the subject as being a formidable opponent. Think about, like, when people comment on Michelle Obama's arms, what are they really saying about her? She's strong? Like, she can carry things? She's a woman who can, like, pile it up into her arms? Or it seems like she could give Obama a good slug when he fucks up. (laughs) And when they comment on my arms, what are they saying? Are they trying to build me up? Like, oh, the rest of you? Ugh, but your arms! (sighs) Then I relax and I realize it's probably just trying to pay me a compliment because in this era of health obsession where we have images everywhere of per- perfectly sculpted bodies, of which 80% my body is not, uh, people are just drawn to them. And particularly when the expectation of a body like mine is that it might be atrophied, weaker, falling apart, and then they see the arms and holy moly, that's not what I was expecting. I was always a little sensitive about my arms when I was a kid running around on legs, I had a a naturally muscular little body, and I was always afraid that my parents were going to force me to be a bodybuilder when I grew up. (laughs) I don't know what that was about. My arms weren't the only thing that I was sensitive about. Even though I was active and a huge athlete, I was overweight. As a childhood friend of mine described me, I was squishy but firm. And I kind of wanted to punch her in the face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and I got teased by stupid little boys with stupid little brains and stupid big mouths. So I started to try to take up less space so that I wouldn't be noticed. At age 11, I started cutting all fat out of my diet, thinking that that would help me disappear a little more. But instead, it made me reappear, mostly to boys, as a slimmed-down specimen that now they could entice rather than degrade. And that pissed me off even more. I didn't want to be a piece of meat that the opposite sex was simply intent on consuming or conquering. In order to draw my attention or attention away from my legs or ass or boobs or other body parts that might display sexual availability, I focused on my arms. Playing softball, I loved rolling up my short sleeves and tucking them underneath the straps of my sports bra uh, in order to reveal my deltoids. It was my way of saying, I come to play, so bring it, you little fucking fuckers. (laughs) And then my arms disappeared again. When I went to college, I stuffed my feelings inside along with red vines and Ben and Jerry's. And with a body that I started to hate because of bigger thighs, rounder stomach, things that I thought nobody would ever want, my arms were neutral. They were neutral territory. They didn't attract or detract. And then all of a sudden, one night, I found myself stuck in the back of a car. I couldn't feel my legs and I couldn't move most of my body, but I could move my arms. I could hold the hand of a schoolmate who stayed in the car with me while we waited for the fire department to extract me. I could lift my arm to hold the phone and talk to my mom in the hospital and tell her, Hi, Mom. Yeah, I'm fine. I just can't feel my legs. And in the ICU, I kept trying to move my toes and feet, and it felt like they were moving, but they weren't. But I could hit the morphine button with my hands. (laughs) A couple of weeks later at Craig Rehab, I got the full determination. T4, Asia A complete. Nerves damaged below the point of injury and little to no chance of ever getting any feeling or movement back. But I was T4, which meant I had my hands, I had my arms. And in the spinal cord injury world, it's like having a mere scratch compared to the quads who have no arms or finger dexterity and therefore lack a lot of independence my arms were going to become like gold, like muscle, bone, fascia, epidermis, gold. In rehab, I did a lot with my arms. Initially, I couldn't even raise them, so I would sit with my sister and we had this weird pulley contraption where I would try to initiate up an upward movement with my arm and then the pulley would help. Lying on a flat bed, I swung them across my body in order to get the momentum to turn myself over. I pulled myself up to sitting. I made fists and pushed them down uh, into the mat so that I would get just enough space underneath me to swivel and move. And I started this new repetitive movement that would become like second nature, pushing my wheelchair in endurance runs all across the campus. I reached, pulled, pushed, carried, shoved, grasped, and torqued my way into a new life. My poor abs And legs and butt would sit by watching my arms do all the work, wishing they could help. In transferring myself from the floor to my chair, my legs would try to kick in. They would try to initiate as though that were that simple, just to decide to initiate. But in the end, they just couldn't. And as my arms experienced pain and they worked and worked and worked to get stronger and support every aspect of my life and my independence, my legs got weaker. Sometimes In fits of anger and frustration, my arms and hands would gang up on my legs and lash out at them and hit them and slap them. Fuck you, you fucking stupid-ass legs. Fucking worthless pieces of shit. And then they would shake it off and gather my legs and massage them and gently stroke them and apologize, knowing it wasn't the legs' fault. They were sweet and they were doing everything they could. My body perspective started to change. Before my injury, it was like there was always this possibility dangling in front of me of having the perfect body if I just worked hard enough, ate little enough, disciplined myself enough, and now that was gone. I knew and accepted that my body was never going to be like other bodies, and suddenly I was free, liberated, to allow my body to be whatever it was going to be, big arms and all. Now, they drive me. They lift me. They exercise me. Sometimes they're painful. I use them to move my legs into positions. They open doors. They push me all over the cities of the world, pile stuff on my lap, get into yoga poses. They do a lot of what my legs and butt and feet and abdominals can't do. They keep all of this clean and presentable and stretched out. My arms are constantly in service of the rest of my body and sometimes other bodies too. They have their limitations. They've tried to wheel the chair and talk on the phone and hold a dog at the same time and epically failed. (laughs) And they don't reach quite as far as they used to. I miss the closeness that I used to get from easily throwing an arm around someone's shoulder or waist or linking arms during a stroll. And now my arms just aren't quite long enough to make this feel natural and easy when i'm with standing people i can't reach out that far but i can still wrap them around other people pull a body close to mine on a couch or a bed use them to position my body alongside on top or underneath someone else's i'm terrified of injury losing one or both and then my independence I feel like I will really only live as long as my arms can support me. I've thought about getting a tattoo on my arm, but now I get nervous that uh, the sensitivity has been increased on them and I won't be able to deal with the pain. Um, But ultimately, if I lose them, I'll adapt. So I suppose that's why it bothers me when people casually point them out. It feels disrespectful. It's like they're diminishing something sacred into something simplistic. They don't see the magnitude of what these arms do every day. That their shape isn't a reflection of robotic hours in the gym, but thousands of moments of life, of struggle, of triumph. Or maybe they do see. Maybe they do. Thank you. you The Narrators was created by Andrew Orvidal and is produced by me, Ron Doyle, Sydney Crane, and Aaron Rollman, with support from Scott Carney, Karen Wachtel, Jesse Whitten, and Robert Rutherford. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Bumport Theater Company, Illegal Pete's, From the Hip Photo, and Great Divide Brewing Company. Our theme music is by Whalehawk. We'd also like to thank Cities of Earth, who provided the music you're listening to right now, and fans just like you who attend our live monthly shows, which take place every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. For more information about our storytellers or the narrators, visit thenarrators.org and find, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.